Cracking Copy is a marketing and copywriting podcast where we lift the lid on writing for business and read between the lines of effective copy. This is a podcast for creative entrepreneurs and savvy business owners like you who understand the value that great copy can bring to their bottom line. We dive into a different aspect of writing for business in each episode, debunk the myths about how we should write and explore the ways that writing can be fun, conversational and creative, while also being high impact for serious results. So listen, laugh and learn with us, Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride, as we share our words and wisdom in each snack-sized episode. Expect some light bulb moments, interesting guests and practical takeaways as we crack the copy code together. Welcome to Cracking Copy. I'm Minnie McBride. And I'm Ella Hoyos. And today we want to talk to you about messaging, what we mean by messaging. And for today, an overview of, well, number one, why you need a good messaging strategy in your business. And number two, how to go about researching and creating one. Yeah, as usual, um, (laughs) we seem to have picked a massive topic. Um, And I think our challenge today is to introduce an overview of messaging. And then we were thinking, weren't we, in the future episodes, we can take a deeper dive into the individual aspects that we'll talk about today. But we hope that this overview will give you some light bulb moments and give you a start perhaps auditing your current messaging strategy or planning a new one or what you can do better or starting from scratch, you know. Yeah. So an overview of messaging. Well, what do we mean by it? We mean, what do we mean? Well, I think we should start with an overview of the difference between messaging, brand voice and brand identity, because they can often be confused. Messaging represents your business's underlying beliefs and values. It's what you say. And the brand voice is how you say it. So that's the kind of difference between those two. The brand voice gives your writing character, a distinct personality, a unique perspective, and can amplify the key messages that you've already established. Brand voice can help you you stand out from the crowd, from your competitors. And finally, brand identity, that's how you're perceived. So what you say, how you say it, and how you're perceived, that's the difference between the three how it comes across but they're all part of a business's or brand's overall identity and place in the world and are equally important to how this is communicated when we talk about marketing messages which is our topic today what we're talking about is how your messaging represents your business's underlying beliefs and values Mm -hmm. so I think we're not just talking about words and phrases, but we're also getting across the key beliefs and values by invoking feelings uh, and emotions associated with the business. Yeah. Like you say, I mean, it's a broad topic and and messaging does drill down to those details as well um, about, you know, the the words and phrases. It can can get that specific, but we're going to keep it overview and deep into this. So why is brand messaging important? Well, 
I think it helps maintain a consistent theme and tone across all your content and communications. And it allows a business, allows a brand to tell its story and to share its value clearly and effectively. Now, the main benefits of brand messaging, as I see them, include productivity. So marketing and sales function can work more efficiently, more efficiently if, um, if you have clear brand messaging. Um, you can use brand guidelines to write quality copy and avoid multiple rounds of revisions. Yeah. So once you're clear at the outset, it, it sort of lays a path. It makes things easier as you move forward, especially if you bring other writers into the mix and they're following your brand guidelines. Um, consistency. Well, brand messaging helps to keep campaigns consistent and in, ensures that everyone in the mix, like I just said, sort of produces content that aligns with the company voice and values and consistent content is easier for customers to understand and connect with. It's more memorable um, if you can repeat the same messaging, um, you can say it in different ways, but if you can repeat the same messaging many times over, people will start to really understand what you're all about. And also it does have an impact on profits. Um, brand messaging that tells a convincing story that customers can connect with emotionally can lead to more conversions. Um, and by that, I mean visit more visitors who become customers. Um, so people are more likely to buy from brands that they understand and find unique or important. Um, so the key components of strong messaging, well, we'll come on to this more, but defined brand voice and style and perhaps having a word bank um, that you can draw on, um, storytelling, positioning, unique selling points, value propositions, you know, clarity and simplicity is really important so that you can, your messages are memorable. Um, they need to be resonant and relevant to your target audience. Yeah, a lot to think about. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what do the best marketing messages have in common? Right. Okay. So personal and human, I think that's probably what we relate to. Uh, short and to the point. I think the shorter and to the point, the better. And emotions and and the benefits or the transformation at the at the forefront of your messaging. Actionable. You're talking about profit. Obviously, it's good if it's actionable because then you're going to get people to buy straight away. And you know, as you said earlier, memorable. Make it memorable. Yeah. And by being consistent, you know that the most successful marketing campaigns with their messaging you know are the memorable ones they're the ones that that we remember <laughs> yeah if they stick in your head that's got to be a good thing yeah um so let's come let's talk about some examples um you found a really good example didn't you of messaging and what a brand is trying to say through it yeah i i was scrolling through uh, my social media and there's a there's an ad for isle of white tomatoes and it, by the way, if you've not had them, they're amazing. So the ad is just, it's really simple. It's a loop of still photography showing the many different varieties, fabulous colors, sizes. Then they've got a box at the end and the wording on the box says more sunshine, more taste. And then underneath the ad, it just says Isle of Wight tomatoes are backed, deliciously fresh and perfectly <laughs> seasonal. So what you know, what is the ad telling you? Well, apart from being very beautiful and colourful 
um, it's the focus is on the seasonality, the seasonal produce. And so the message you're taking away is their freshness, the variety, you know, the tomatoes, the tomatoes are the heroes. Yeah, why not? I've seen this advert and I think if we can drop a link to it in the show notes, we will, because the visuals are very striking and you really get a sense of the quality and the breadth of the range, just like at a glance, sense of that. And I, I can look at this ad and I can almost smell those tomatoes fresh off the vine. They, it is really good. So the message comes across loud and clear. It does. In, and actually in, in the photography and in the emotions that that's in, you know, invoking, you know, it's the messaging is snappy. It's great photography. And, and you're thinking, oh, they're yummy. So the emotion is, oh, I need to buy those because look, there's a massive range and they all look delicious. And I think the fact that they're seasonal, seasonal, local, you know, and they're not being flown in from abroad. Yeah. Let's talk about how to create a messaging strategy. This is kind of the the bread and butter, isn't it? This is the nuts and bolts of what we're talking about today. Yeah, I think there are some things to consider when you're developing your strategy. And it would be quite obvious, I think, perhaps to think that the customer perspective is the only perspective. And that's not quite the case. So, yes, there is the customer perspective on what is important to them. But also you need to think about an internal perspective. So, for example, what do your employees think that your business values are? And then the third one is the marketplace perspective. So where do you position yourself in in the marketplace? What, What do people think of you and what makes you stand out amongst other similar businesses? Yes, yes, Minnie. To your point, actually, about internal communications, because if you do work in a, a corporate or a larger team, it's essential to get employees buy-in to what you're trying to do. Then it's not all about the customer; it's about the staff too. So, you know, if your staff and your team believe in the values, the vision, the mission of the business, etc., you know, they're going to have to believe in those things before they're going to be able to sing from the same hymn sheet as you um, on on the business messaging. But as a, as a copywriter, I often do look at uh, the, you know, when I do the rest, me, um, sorry, the research for a messaging strategy for a client, or I'm doing a brand messaging playbook for a client, I'm often looking from the customer perspective. And my the proprietary, proprietary sort of research process that I would use includes uh, voice of customer data. Uh, and that is interviews, that is interviews with uh, prospects, ideal prospects and potential buyers um, about what they need, what their pain points are, what their desires are, what they need from the brand. Um, we we'll do message mining as well, which is sort of deep dive, uh, web-based market research. Um, again, finding out what people are saying about the brand, how it's perceived out there. Um, and then, we, you know, from this data, which is a mixture of, sort of qualitative and, and quantitative research, you know, we'll be looking to find patterns in that and find the wording that people are using around the brand or, or the service or the product, you know, and then we'd be looking to pick out um, words that the customer uses and reflect that back to them, sort of mirror mirror what the customer's thinking in our copy so that when we do come around to writing the copy and setting out those messages and verbally, you know, delivering that those messages, our customer and ideal prospect are thinking, yeah, you get me, you, you're, I, I, you understand me, I feel seen and heard. So the the customer's perspective is very important too. So 
a process, a process for creating your brand messaging. Well, there's sort of five steps that, that I can think of. Um, but one is to sort of look at the, the customer and their status quo, you know, their unacceptable status quo. What is not working for them right now that, that we can fix with our, our messaging, with our business products and services? Yeah, pain um, points. Pain points. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely and you know looking at number two sort of looking at the things that that people have tried um what has worked for them and what hasn't and then number three thinking about your approach as a business your approach to solving their problem and then when we've understood our audience and where they're coming from it's about developing an offer so what do they what are they going to get from us and describe that and number five is their new life the transformation what do they want? What do they desire? Let's describe that to them through our messaging and then tell them how we're going to help them, do, how we're going to help them achieve that, you know, how our product, our service um, is going to help them reach that ideal place that they want to be. And also when we talk, when we're actually plotting out our messages within this context, we need to be sort of talking to people at the stage that they're on in their journey to becoming your customer. Um, and what I mean by this is known, I know, as message mapping. Um, and it's widely accredited to Eugene Schwartz, who was a copywriter in the 60s. And he talked about the stages of awareness that um, a prospect that would go through on their journey to becoming a customer and to making that buying decision. Yeah, and that would, would we call it, I suppose, a, a funnel and it's different stages of awareness in a funnel, isn't it, as well? I yeah, think. absolutely. But the message you'll get to a new company, a, a new customer who is completely... Well, they may be aware that they have a problem and that you might be able to help them solve it, but that's going to be a different message to somebody who's fully invested and they think that you are the right person to solve their problem and they've analysed the competition. You know, the message you give them at that point of sale is going to be a very different one to the one who's coming in at the top of the funnel who's only just heard of you. Um, so yeah, we need to tweak our messaging accordingly throughout that customer journey. Definitely. I mean, that's just a lot of research and that's just for the customer. And if you're going to have this messaging strategy, looking at how you're perceived from the outside, as well as your employees, obviously, you've then got to carry out similar research with employees, industry representatives, you know, just perhaps the general public, people who wouldn't know who you are. And mm. I think getting that right, getting that right is a takes a lot of work and a lot of care. Yeah, yeah. And the way, you, obviously, when you do that internal company research, that's going to be a very different format. Now, it could be big conferences, it could be events, you know, that, to collect that is going to be very different from the way you do the sort of customer research. Yeah, but also important, because if you're trying to recruit people on LinkedIn, you, you've got to find the right words, you know, that your employees are using that you can then, as you say, mirror back to, mm -hmm. to your recruitment, etc. Yeah, yeah, true. What to do, what to do with your messaging once you've got your messaging. God, like, yeah. <laughs> well, your approach to it impacts pretty much every corner of your business. So your social media posts, your promotional copy, your web copy, email campaigns, calls to action. Then you've got internal comms and your, your culture almost. And then your public relations and face-to-face -face interactions, whether that's live media exhibitions conferences you know this messaging is encompasses everything internal documents office parties maybe even. <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's integral 
Yeah. But once you've got that core messaging um, laid out, you can repurpose it for these different things. And I think the underlying core with your mission, your values um, as a company <clears throat> and your purpose all laid out, it, it, it can then be repurposed for these different for these different purposes. Yeah, I mean, once you've nailed once you've nailed your messaging strategy, actually, it should be pretty easy to pick which bits you're going to use for what. It's not you're not reinventing the wheel every time you're doing an email campaign because it's it's set in stone and it's part of what you do for yeah. your company. Okay, so I think we're sort of rounding up, rounding up now. But we've talked about you know creating this messaging strategy, a process to how you would start to think about that and how you would start to gather the information you need to put it together. Um, but let's just sort of summarise that. So a messaging strategy or a messaging playbook, as I would um, call it, um, has sort of 12 key components, and it starts from a broad, high-level purpose, um, and it goes right down to the very specifics of style and vocabulary. Um, and those 12 components I put into that are purpose, company purpose, vision, mission your values and like we say they need to have the buy-in of other team members as well so that everyone's broadly on, on board with that and then a problem statement so this could be your the problem that you as a company are trying to solve for your customer um, your value proposition um, and your, your sort of onlyness what makes you unique against the competition what is uniquely yours to tell your brand story uh, an elevator pitch so that that little one line in a nutshell that you um, one liner that sums up what you do and who it's for um, a boilerplate which you can use on websites things like that um, key messaging personality and tone of voice and we sort of refer to that as brand voice work don't we and then style and vocabulary and that could be encapsulated in the style guide they are I mean what you've just those 12 components we could do a podcast on each of those I yeah mean, there's a there's a lot a lot yeah, there is a lot but the, you know the purpose of today is to give that overview and I think this could actually spark a um a series couldn't it and we can go into some of these in in greater depth but from a with our copywriting hats on but you know the purpose the vision the mission they articulate why your brand exists where you're headed and how you plan to get there um, the values they set out your moral compass as a brand and the core principles that guide your actions and activities your problem statement that frames why you're needed in the market um, and while your value proposition is a, is a concise statement of what you offer to customers and how, how that is of value to them. And then a compelling brand story that explains your origins and it creates a narrative to connect with your audience or audiences if you have several buyer personas. The elevator pitch, a brief summary intended to spark further interest with prospects. And a boilerplate has got to provide that sort of complete information for wider audiences, including the media. So defining your key messages is crucial. And, and these messages will feed into the marketing content and define what people remember about the brand. And your brand personality finally should be reflected in your tone of voice, in your choice of wording. And then we, you know, we set this sets the ground rules for style and vocabulary to keep your message clear and consistent. Yeah. And I think that these components can also be used on their own. I was thinking about the brand story. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can use that on your about pages, on your website, your bios. Yeah. So you're right. But, you know, we're talking about repurposing 
on. And that's the same with the brand voice guidelines once you've got those. Yeah, I agree. And the, the brand story is really important as well, isn't it? Because it's storytelling and storytelling is memorable. And that's the thing that connects people on an emotional level. So that's really worth spending some time over a brand story um, and all your stories in your sort of business story bank uh, when you're creating your messaging. Yeah, they are becoming, yeah, I was going to say they are becoming much more important to differentiate. I mean, when I go onto a website now that I, I nearly always go and look for their, you know, who we are, because I'm interested. And if it's a good story, I'm more likely to buy from them. <laughs> so. Yeah, 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 it definitely helps you connect. And I think uh, sort of in summary, I suppose, you know, building a brand messaging playbook is not the work of a day or even a week. And I think you might have you know <laughs> we've got that impression from today there's a lot to it um and done properly it's an exercise it's a thorough exercise and it involves conversations with both internal teams and customers and other stakeholders outside the business but once you've got these guiding principles the brand will benefit from greater consistency greater quality and a really clear direction as you grow and develop yep so just as a roundup. Well, as you've just said, there's a lot of research that can't necessarily be done overnight. But, you know, they're all important because they provide a cohesive identity that everyone from the customer to the employee and the wider industry will instantly recognise, you know, and admire, you know, well, that, well that's the aim and mm -hmm. like. So, yeah, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please rate our podcast and leave a review. Yeah, we really appreciate the feedback don't we and, and the rankings really help us to extend our reach so that we can support other businesses uh, with their writing challenges yeah we put a lot of time and love and we hope value into our podcast so we would love it if you could just help us spread the word we'll be on the airwaves again soon so don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out you have been listening to the cracking copy podcast with ella hoyos and minnie mcbride don't miss out on future episodes by making sure you hit subscribe down below to keep up with all our podcasts. And more details and resources are in our show notes. So we'll see you next time. Bye.